Gather your geek. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave. Take it away, Tom. Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Tom, and I'm here with my good friend, Shay, and we'd like to thank you for joining us for Season 3, Episode 24 of The The Scare Your Pants Off, Our American Road Trip. On today's episode, we set up camp in... Tennessee, episode 24. Wow, the season is, we got two episodes after this and that's it, right? That's it, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, we're gonna be in season four before you know it. We have two more states and then we have another special story episode that's gonna feature everybody from the Scare Your Pants Off um, production and obviously Tom and I, and um, do, do we want to talk a little bit about season four? Just kind of, yeah, sure. a little bit. Yeah, we give them a little tease. All right. So we have obviously at this point, uh, well, almost this point in two more episodes. This point, um, we'll have done all fifty states and then some. Um, so as much as obviously we love being home and close to home, where it's safe and cozy and we're familiar. Um, we're gonna uh, venture far distant lands and take the Scare Your Pants Off podcast international. And uh, we're gonna step up, hopefully, the fright factor a little bit and um, and uh, hopefully, truly scare your pants off. Yes, I can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, you guys. Uh... First of all, just going international, there's just, it opens so much more stuff and a few little tweaks and stuff. So it's going to be, I, I am very, very much looking forward to it. I mean, don't get me wrong. This was great. I, I love the 50 states. I could do this every day, you know, but this is, I, I'm very excited for it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. So how you been? I've been really good. Yeah. I am. Um... Yeah, I'm. I just, I still feel like uh, a little bit like poo, but that's fine. Um, it's. I'm loving. I'm loving the weather. I was so sick of 80s and 90s, and it's just so much nicer now. Even rain or not, I don't. I don't even care. It's so much nicer now than it was. I agree. It's yeah. Fall is awesome. I love it. I'm hoodie again. I'm able to put my hoodie back on because it was just. It was it was a tough summer and it started early. It started like in May, our summer. It was just it was just like ninety or above and straight humid and like oh awful, awful. Um have you watched anything good recently? I have. So I've actually watched I've been very nostalgic in the last two things that I've watched. Um I have watched Zombie Town. Okay. Yeah. It was that good because I've been that's on my list. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So 
everybody keep in mind going into watching Zombie Town that you're watching an R.L. Stein Goosebumps movie. Yeah. So it's it's a little it's a little cheesy, but it's nostalgic and it's R.L. Stein Goosebumps at its best. And if you're right around our age, and I would imagine you know who you know what that is. You know what those you know what those books are and everything like that. I actually thought it was really good. I liked it. Um it was a cool story and it's nice to see some of his stuff kind of get a new life or more life or further life, however you want to say it, with what we can do in film today. Because it's his stuff has always deserved the technology that he never had, but he didn't really have before. So it's really cool to see, like this with like with the Goosebumps movies with like Jack Black in it. I like that there's that technology for him now and the effects because his creations, his mind is so cool. It's so just kind of twisted, but whimsical in a weird way, I guess. Um, but yeah, that it was it was really really good. Nice. And then I watched. Um, all, I think it's six episodes of the new Goosebumps show. Because that's on my list as well to watch. I will literally watch anything horror or horror-esque related with Justin Long in it. It could be something that I'm like, mm, I don't know, that's not really up my alley. The second you tell me Justin Long's in it, I'm going to go, hmm, okay, well, I want to see what he's up to because he's a little weird. And I'm intrigued. Um, but he's in it, and it's and it's really good. It's very this generation but it's still goosebumps and there's a lot of like the different goosebumps stories thrown in like each episode is like centered on a specific story but there's so much of every story kind of being thrown in that you get like little bit tidbits of here and there and it's and i i really think they did a great job with it nice so i love justin long as well so you know when a female's in a bunch of horror and stuff. We'll call him a scream queen, Jamie Lee Curtis. What do we call a man? Because Justin Long's in a ton of horror stuff. And he what, is. what do we call a male that's in a ton of horror? He's like, for like, so like, I guess it depends on, on the, on the male. Because like, like if you're Justin Long and you're in a lot of horror movies, you're like the, the... I don't like the the king of weird or the wizard of weird or because he's weird. He's weird yeah. in everything. He's yeah. just such an odd little dude. Oh no, he's not even little. <laughs> yes. But like he's just such an odd guy. I don't know. I, I feel like we're gonna have to I feel like we're gonna have to come up with something and coin something yeah. specifically for Justin Long and the people like Justin Long, like yeah. Elijah Wood and stuff like that, because yeah. you know, they are that. But that's a good question. I, I just thought of it as you were speaking because it was like you said Justin Long. I'm like he's been in so much horror that people don't even realize because some of them are indie or lower budget, and he's always good in them. He's always we like you said he is a strange odd cat. But uh, yeah, we'll have to coin a new term. Anybody out there listening, if you can think of something, uh, send us a message. What, what, what should we call do uh, male actors that have been in? Lots of horror. I, I uh, suppose like Scream King would be like the natural that's what place I kept, where it, just, it doesn't it hit me right. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. follow like a Scream Queen because that kind of rhymes and stuff. So, hmm. you know, think about it. So I started watching a show and I it's, I guess it's from 2019 um, and 
I hadn't heard of it. It gives me very, very, uh, you know, the show from that we're both big fans of. It gives yep. me those sort of vibes. It's called The Society. And it's on Netflix right now. I don't know if it was always on Netflix or it came to Netflix recently. It, it kept popping up in my, oh, we think you'll like this. You should watch this list. And finally, I gave it a shot. And I'm enjoying it. And real quick synopsis, basically, uh, these kids, they live in this this town called West Ham. And, um, and there's an odd smell in the town that everybody complains about. Uh, these kids are going on a field trip one day, uh, you know, they're all on the bus heading and it's it, now it's getting later in the day, almost closer to dark. And they get like the bus drivers get an alert saying we got to turn around. There's been like a landslide, the road's out. So they turn around and they drop the kids back off in the town and the town is empty. Their parents, everything. They, and their phones work, but they can't, they call 911, they can't call out. They can only text each other within the town. They can't call out of the town. Their parents don't pick up. There's nobody in the town. I don't even know where the bus is. I don't think they fully explained where the bus drivers went after they dropped them off, which was kind of a hole, but maybe they'll explain it or maybe I missed it. And um, now they're in this town in the trap. They try to leave and it's just the, it, it, the roads just end and it's woods forever and basically they have to create a society now and they're all high school kids and um not as good as from so far i haven't finished it yet but um pretty pretty freaking cool so far so it's funny i don't know and it's I, I didn't realize it came out in 2019 either i very recently just kind of started dipping my toes in that one i'm not i'm not by any means current but um yeah super interesting definite from vibes but um it yeah it's another one of those shows that kind of keeps you wondering like hmm what is uh you know what is going on here but yeah definitely worth a check out yeah that adds uh i definitely i'm into it i'll probably finish it this weekend um but definitely worth a check out i think that is yeah, for me, I haven't really watched too too much this week. Same. So, all right then. Well, you want to uh, jump into your cryptid? Time for the cryptid. I do. Um. So, my my cryptid is intriguing. It's intriguing because. It's kind of a cryptid, but I feel like there's a little more story. And then I feel like it could also be a number of things, which if you know me, you'll know. And <laughs> but it could be other things too, and it's fine. So there were there were other things to choose from, but this one just caught me the most. Sorry, it's called the White Bluff Screamer. Now there's a natural hollow in the town of White Bluff, Tennessee. In the nineteen twenties a family chose this space to build their home it was a mother a father and seven children holy crap seven children that's too many kids (laughs) i mean more power to you that's too many kids Um, we had a conversation at your wedding at that because um 
my father has like nine or something siblings and then uh, i can't remember his name we're at, we're at our table the older gentleman not wally and not wally. dan dan yep. like 15. yes yeah yeah 14 brothers and sister and we were just like talking about that his poor mom's uterus i mean <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, but yeah, absolutely. His poor mom's uterus. That's that's a lot for for one uterus. That is just too much. That's too many. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, it is. It's way too much. That is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the human female body af after a certain number <laughs> still continues to hold them in. Honestly, even just hold them in. <laughs> and not just saying, drop them out. out do they just like start falling out like 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 you don't even realize you're pregnant you're like ah it's just bad mexican and then it just like, <laughs> like something comes slides out maybe <laughs> Sorry. Uh, dan's more dan's poor mom's uterus <laughs> um oh. all right well so they found this place and it was the perfect they were the perfect family and they had the perfect home in the perfect place. But soon, weird things were happening. But the worst of it happened at night. Every night in their sleep, it, they were interrupted by an unholy screaming and wailing and crying from the woods. It terrified the kids and chilled the parents to the bone. Now, finally, the father had enough. And he grabbed his gun and went out into the woods to find the source of the screaming. People... I know, right? Why? Why is listen? I don't. It's I don't know. Screaming to me means help me, <laughs> like not not bring your gun and shoot at me. Which I feel like the way he was talking, they were talking about it. Is like he grabbed it with every intention of shooting at the screaming thing, and he probably probably if he saw it would have shot at it before he could have made out what it is because that's what humans do and it's fine <laughs> it's not fine that's a lie it's not fine at all now he grabbed his gun and went screaming uh sorry he grabbed his gun and went out into the woods to find a source of the screen but as he searched the woods he realized the screaming was no longer coming from the woods it was coming from his farmhouse super eerie now he also figured out that it wasn't the screamer, it was his family. He returned to the farmhouse to find his family brutally murdered, hacked to bits with body parts strewn about. Now, some theorize that the screamer is a banshee and some have another theory. Now in 2022, uh, four friends went to White Bluff for a chance to investigate the White Bluff screamer. Two of the friends entered the woods to explore and came running back out and the other two friends saw a creature moving very quickly along the tree line. The four friends jumped into their cars and left quickly. After driving away, the two friends in the woods said that they heard voices around the tree line and they were familiar, but that they were impossible voices. It occurred to the men that this could be something other than the screamer and they fled the floor sorry 
and they fled for their lives. An inspection of the vehicles revealed slashes on their rear tires that they believe came from the screamer. And no matter if it's a banshee, a screamer, or something else completely unique, people in White Bluff, Tennessee have learned to live with the screams in the night, and most have their own theories. So that's what I have for my cryptid. Have you any thoughts, Tom? I do. So I have a lot. Um, first of all, great, great choice. Love it. I uh, I love some of the names of these um, too. I, I did one called the Ozark Howler, Howler and yep. Screamer. And I just, I love, um, love it. So first of all, towards the end, you mentioned Banshees. I'm obsessed with Banshees. Banshees are one of my all-time favorites. I've talked about them in other episodes. Um, when we go international, maybe I'll pick a banshee at some point uh, because there there's not as many. Like, we have like forms of banshees in the United States, but we don't you don't really hear about it. It's more like like as big as they are in Ireland and that in you know the United Kingdom. Um, so loved that <laughs> that. Um, like you said, you know you're hearing screaming for the woods. You get your gun. Well, let's let me backtrack. First of all, screaming from the woods just at night and stuff—that's fucking super airy. Like, and yeah. and these people have just like come to live with it. It's like that's crazy to me. Like, what what is happening? And then who is going to take advantage of that? If there's always screaming from the woods, now you can go kill somebody in the woods, and their people are just going to be like, "Well, it's the screamer," so and not you killing uh somebody but yeah um crazy but yeah like you said get your gun to like go shoot whatever screaming it just you know because because america um uh question impossible voices that that phrase that phrasing they are what i i think i know what it means but where can you elaborate a little on what they meant by so, impossible voices? I I would imagine in my head for me, because that's the way it was described when I read it. But for me, I, that more means like you hear voices that you know in places that you know they aren't or they can't be. Like it, like, it would be like hearing your mom at work or, uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it, it's what I was thinking. Okay. So that's good i just wanted to clarify um so do we do we think that he murdered his family <laughs> absolutely no, no <laughs> doubt do i think he murdered his family um, and, it, <laughs> yeah. you know he runs out here screaming runs to the woods then runs to the barn and then realizes that it's actually from the house where he was originally uh -huh. so, um yeah i i don't know just leaning that way that he probably he killed his family and then blamed it on a, a screamer or a banshee or something um what were the years again on this what was the time frame uh the years were hold on i just lost it um 1920 for the first part mm -hmm. and then 2022 for the second encounter the last encounter so 
So yeah, so even if you went to court, I mean, in 1920, you might get off a murder by blaming it on the cryptid. Um, Hell, at that point, he'd probably get off on off on murder for blaming it on while my wife was bothering me. Yeah, true. <laughs> my kids were crying too loud. <laughs> um, well, yeah, a great choice. I love that they're um, the 2022 being so recent, and thank God the hell they got the hell out of there. Like <laughs> the smart, the smartest people in that whole story where they just well, let's get out of here. But very cool that it was so racist. I mean, a year ago, that's yeah. You don't hear a lot of them. You don't hear so so recent. So great choice. Loved it. Thank you. All right. Well, I have the haunting this week. Time for the haunting. Tennessee was pretty awesome in regards to hauntings. I could have picked from haunted prisons, museums, hospitals, asylums, roads, bridges, hollows, and parks, just to name a few. Um, But I went with Loretta Lynn's Haunted Ranch or Mansion because it's Loretta Lynn. And that's really cool. So... um, I, I never knew that she's such a paranormal buff, uh, speaking in great detail and at great length about her plethora of ghostly encounters during her life and at the ranch. At times, she has spoke of psychic abilities uh, she claims to have, and I've tried to research, I couldn't find like very specific, but I think ESP, clairvoyance, sensitivity. Um, so... So what's going on at the ranch? Well, first, let me describe the ranch a little bit. The ranch sits on 300 acres of land and it consists of five buildings and six other sites. Some may know the area as Hurricane Forage. Included in the ranch is Hurricane Mill, constructed in 1897, Hurricane Creek Dam, 1912, Hurricane Mills Bridge, which is a steel bridge, 1911. A school, the the Hillman Anderson House, which was 1876. And Hurricane Mills General Store and Post Office, both built in 1926. So, supposedly, the hauntings here date all the way back to the Civil War. Coming directly from research Lynn and her family did, they found that an actual Civil War battle was fought on the grounds of the now property. And it's said that there are at least 18 Confederate soldiers buried on the property in unmarked graves. And some believe that number to be as high as 50 soldiers buried on the property. Lynn's own daughter remembers seeing Confederate soldiers inside the house and walking the hallways of the ranch while growing up on a number of occasions. Loretta's eldest son also remembers this and actually recounts the time one of these soldiers tried to take his boots off for him in the infamous Brown Room. That's going to be pretty creepy. Um, 
Lin's two sons actually refuse to enter this brown room no matter what, due to all the paranormal activity. Staff claim that you can hear strange sounds coming from the room, as well as weird knocking sounds coming from the closet. But when they opened the doors, there was nothing and no one in there aside from holiday decorations that were being stored in there. Even her grandchildren claimed to have seen these ghostly Confederate soldiers walking the halls of the house. And one of her grandsons claimed to have other paranormal experiences. Namely, the one that made him a believer in the paranormal. According to this grandson, the power happened to go out one night. And as I was, and this is a verbatim, and as I was rounding the corner, I got back into, to get back into my room, the chandelier was the only light in the house. What's so strange about this is the entire house is on the same breaker. There's no possible way the chandelier could have been on while all the other lights were off. Again, that's a verbatim that he gave to uh, Tennessee's WJHL news station. What I'm going to say about that is a house, a mansion, a ranch should have more than one breaker. <laughs> like, that's, that's not enough breaker yeah. for, for a big house. But it's old, so, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, Loretta is a firm believer in the paranormal, and now I'm going to discuss some of her first-hand, first-person accounts. She claims to have seen, on a number of occasions, a full-bodied apparition of a woman in mourning wandering the property crying. This apparition has been spotted not only in the home, but in the graveyard on the property. The spirit is said to be a Bueller Anderson, a woman who passed away over a century ago from a broken heart after her baby died. Loretta also tells of a time she and some of her closest friends tried to contact the spirits of the house. And according to Loretta and all the seance attendees, they were successful. Supposedly, they were able to sp speak to a grumpy spirit that called himself Anderson. I called him grumpy, and that is because he began to angrily shake the table until it broke from slamming into the floor. Shaken but intrigued, Loretta began to search for answers as to who this Anderson guy might be. Surprisingly, after some research, she found that one of the original owners of the house was a James Anderson. Or on May 29, 1858, he was founder and builder of the Hurricane Mills Plantation. Anderson and family are said to be buried on the property. The large front balcony is said to be another hotspot. One day when Loretta came home, 
she saw a woman on the balcony. The only people at the home were the children and their babysitter, Gloria. Noticing it wasn't Gloria, she rushed into the house to investigate. Gloria would tell Loretta there was no one else in the home, but Loretta insisted she saw a troubled woman wearing white, pacing back and forth, wringing her hands on the balcony. And she's not the only apparition seen on this balcony. Staff and visitors report seeing various full-body apparitions here and at the top of the staircase. These apparitions are said to be men, women, and children at various times. Housekeepers also report having to straighten her gold and platinum records and pictures that hang on the wall in this area quite frequently, often right after they had just straightened them up. According to the ranch manager, this is the spirits letting everyone know they are still around. And finally, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you can, it is said that you can hear chains rattling and disembodied screams and, co- and cries coming from an area referred to as the slave pit. It was a plantation in the South, so uh, yes, unfortunately, there were slaves. Um, that's about it for the major haunts here, but in no way are they the only ones. Uh, there's tons more. Some of the other things that have been witnessed here are shadow figures, streaks of light, again, uh, screams, cries, uh, and orbs, just to name a few. And one last little fun fact, Loretta Lynn's hit song, The Haunted House, is about this house and some of her experiences within it. And that is a haunting. So that was an awesome choice. I I mean, I feel like I feel like the the ranches and the plantations and whatnot are gonna obviously be some of the most haunted because there's just so much stuff. Mm-hmm. I love Loretta Lynn. She was on an episode of Roseanne. Really? Yep. She was on the episode of Roseanne. If I remember correctly, there were it was some sort of like a like a fair, uh, I don't know, like a school fair, like a like a like a county fair or something like that. And Roseanne and Jackie were there working in their lunchbox booth. And Loretta Lynn, I just know Loretta Lynn was there. I don't remember like a hundred percent of the episode, but I remember Loretta Lynn being in there. I think that was really cool. I never had any inkling that she was going to be into anything paranormal. But there is a um, there is a show it looks like called Loretta Lynn's Haunted Plantation, Ooh. and it's from two thousand or two thousand and three. I'm getting mixed reviews. I, I think it's from two thousand and three, and um, it's it seems to be like a telling of like accounts from her and her family and stuff like that, which oh, is really cool. That is really cool check that out and if you if if everybody gets curious or whatnot 
uh, to look up pictures of this place. It is insanely gorgeous. It is huge. First of all, obviously, it's huge. But it is, like, jaw-droppingly gorgeous. It is fantastic. But Yeah, I would definitely love to go. I don't know if she does if they do tours or or anything i don't know because it, so did you know that she died last year i feel like i did but i feel like i don't didn't need to like because a lot of people have died in it um but i can't say 100 percent that like i remember remember it's that she died oh that's sad yeah, yep. But I don't see anything talking about if they have, like, if they do tours or anything like that. That would be cool. It would be a great, I mean, I would want to go. That would be awesome. Yeah. But that was a really good choice. I love, I love old haunts. I love anything from, from an era. I mean, stuff from our era, too, is interesting, obviously. But, like, I love anything from a really old era. Because I feel like you, you stand, you almost stand to learn a lot from it. But very good choice. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Like I said, it was it was pretty. Like I said, there was tons to choose from, but it was a pretty easy choice because once I because it was one of the first that popped up, and of course I always look at a few, you know, look, keep going. But then I was like, I gotta go with Loretta. Lynn. I mean, it's Loretta Lynn's, and it's so active this place. I mean, it's it's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to, uh, anything else on the haunting? Nope. I think that's all I got. All right. Well, you want to jump into your strange encounter? Time for the strange encounter. I do. So I'm going to talk about the Autumn of Aliens from 1973. Have you heard of that? No, but it sounds awesome. So. I'll start by saying that this doesn't just take place in Tennessee. It takes place across the country. And finishing up our American road trip, I feel like that's a good thing to tell people. Now, during the fall, so September and October, this is this seems to be really in. During the fall of 1973, hundreds and hundreds of reports of strange alien-esque encounters began pouring into news outlets across the country. Now, I'm going to talk about just the ones in Tennessee. Again, Google the Autumn of Aliens in 1973. So many things. It's crazy. Now, in Nashville on September 3rd of 1973, a mother and her three children saw a distant color-changing light followed by a glowing red triangle with pulsing lights moving across the sky. On September 25th of 1973, in Shelby County, some deputies spotted a hovering craft sweeping low to the ground with two bright spotlights, and those that same described thing was spotted three more times that week in neighboring counties. On October 1st of 1973, three teens saw and reported an egg-shaped craft with a large, hairy occupant. On October 15th in Pulaski, lights in the woods, there were lights in the woods and um, a being with a glowing white head crossed past the highway. 
On October 17th, a glowing cone and circular shaped objects hovered over an occupied car. And also a farmer was chased by two lights that then took off straight up. On October 18th, a silver cigar shaped craft with a glowing blue mist was spotted. And there was so many more. There was so many and the dates are so clustered close together. Once you start branching out of Tennessee, it's seriously mind blowing. So I picked this one because I want, I want everybody to know that there's so much more to look at beyond just Tennessee. There's so much stuff having, going on in this one, but that's all I have for the Tennessee aspect of this. I love it. I, uh, this is the second or third at this, uh, strange encounter. I think second, but maybe third, um, where you kind of have a list of dates. And I love that because it just, it's, it, it makes it easy to sort of, you know, break it down and go through it. So, um, let's see. So September 3rd, it was the, the, the distant lights. Uh, and then the 25th was the hovering craft, um, with too bright, but October 3rd, the uh, egg-shaped uh, craft with a large hairy occupant. So uh -huh. I am of the mental picture of Bigfoot. Yeah, same here. Driving a craft. But then I realized, well, it kind of could be Chewbacca because Chewbacca kind of is like a Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the hugest Star Wars fan, so if anybody finds that uh insulting i'm i do apologize i don't know a ton about star wars but um he kind of does look like a bigfoot but that was my the once you said a large hairy occupant you don't hear usually when you hear about aliens regardless it's they're like smooth skin gray maybe or green um but you don't really hear about here on them uh nope uh, really great funny mental picture but really cool because uh why wouldn't there be hairy aliens out there i i just something that i'd never really thought about but uh and then after that we had the one with the glowing white head which is really mm -hmm. cool i kind of have like a picture of one of like the or the kook ghost from scooby-doo or something with the the glowing head <laughs> and the and the helmet thing head going yep. on um but uh so i thought that was really cool then we get into a glowing cone which um uh, more and more we're seeing you know accounts of stuff cone shaped triangular shaped pyramid shaped so kind of makes sense that uh, it was, uh, you know, it could be somebody see it as maybe a cone shaped, um, and then being chased by lights. Uh, that's gotta be terrifying. I mean, just being chased yeah. by lights and you don't know what it is. It's like, what the hell is going on? Then we get into the cigar shaped, which Umama, which depending on what you believe about that Umama, um, that come from a, another galaxy through our galaxy avi Loeb says it, it, i mean everybody knows is consensus is that it was cigar shaped they know that but like according to the astrophysicist harvard astrophysicist avi Loeb, it, it was some sort of alien technology so again that sort of um makes sense 
just great choice all overall. Uh, not you know not super long, but a lot of detail in there. Uh, again, I love I love the list, and I had never heard of the Autumn of Aliens, and now I am super excited to go do some research on that because if that's just you know not even a little over a month uh, in just one state, I mean there's got to be a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. Great choice. That was that was awesome. Thank you. All right. Um, what else? Is there anything else that we want to discuss today? Um, not that I can think of. Okay. Well, all right, folks. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to tune in next week when we set up camp in Montana. So until then, happy camping. Bye. Thanks, guys. As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces, or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to scareyourpantsoff9 at gmail. See you next time.